0: time to make every holiday minute count you've come to the right place i'm doug wallace from travelright.today i'm going to try not to swear this time because checking the explicit box on itunes is like a defeat we're not rappers i'm a bit late with today's advice i gotta say how to be the perfect weekend guest I realize you could have used this info during the summer, but, you know, Thanksgiving's coming. We have lots of guests, a regular rotation of the same pals, and a few relatives here and there. And they're all terrific. But how do you measure up to these tips? Number one, never come a-callin' with your hands by your sides. My grandma always said that, and I listened. Bring a bottle of something, wine, a favorite spirit, perfume hot sauce, whatever their poison. Bring extra if you plan to also enjoy the booze stuff. Special items like an expensive scotch or a bottle of champagne, a nice touch if you can afford it. Number two, food items also make great hostess presents. I always appreciate designer tea towels or spices or gourmet preserves. A box of little cakes. Ham is nice. A jar of pickles you made yourself. Also nice. The Duchess of Cambridge gave the Queen Chutney one year and everybody went mental, like oh my god, they're just like us. Number three, if you visit often, bring a few rolls of toilet paper or napkins or paper towels or all three next time. This will definitely be appreciated. Number four, offer to cook for one of the nights. Either bring the ingredients with you or buy them nearby. Sometimes the best meals are the ones I I don't have to make myself, and I can sit on the couch and watch Murder, She Wrote. Number five. If cooking is not feasible or you suck at it, take your hosts out for dinner. Doesn't have to be fancy. Even just a cheeseburger and a pint down the street can show you care. I realize these things sound like no-brainers, but sometimes people have no brain. Number six. This is a two-part tip. Part A. Don't expect to be entertained every waking minute. Have a list of things you're planning to do on your own. An afternoon of shopping, a few hours at the museums, a day at the beach. And part B, try not to be too helpless. Don't expect your hosts to have to teach you everything about the city or the neighborhood. Have some change ready in your pocket for the bus. Use the maps on your phone. Or use your Uber account rather than making them call a cab every time you leave the house. Number seven. This is important. Eat what's put in front of you and say thank you. Number eight, sleep in. Nobody wants to get up to find you sitting at the kitchen table twiddling your thumbs. Number nine, don't leave things lying around all over the place. At least try to contain your mess. And by mess, I mean things that should really just be in your purse or magazines or shoes at the door or sweaters. Minimize your footprint. Number ten. When my sisters came to the family cottage this summer, they brought their own bed linens to save our sister-in-law from having to do a ton of wash. Thoughtful and appreciated. Speaking of bedding, offer to strip your bed on the last morning. Ask first. Don't just do it. Number 11. Wow, we made it to 11. So, Benjamin Franklin. You know what I'm going to say, right? Benjamin Franklin said, guests like fish begin to smell after three days. Were we the perfect guests during Montreal Pride? Mmm, I hope so. At least no one said anything at Hotel Le Cristal on Delamontagne. It's an independent boutique hotel that's had a recent facelift to its 130 odd rooms, with the public spaces to follow in 2020. Grey and blue murals and grey-toned rugs play on the crystal theme, as do the crystal-shaped coffee tables and mirrored sculptures. There's lots of white shears and grey wool, nice bright white bathrooms with big tubs. The pool on the 12th floor is nice and long, great for laps, and there's a hot tub on the pool patio. An spa is right there too for massages and aesthetics. Attached is a cool Thai restaurant. Rooms from $250 Canadian. Visit Hotellecrystal.com. We always manage to wolf down our favorite French meals while we're in Montreal. Salmon tartare, steak tartare, other things that are tartare. Duck, poutine, tons of pink wine. But this time, our pals also steered us toward tendress in the gay village. The menu is completely vegan and completely delicious. Grilled tofu satays, carrot walnut risotto, mushroom waffles, gluten-free carrot cake, All divine. Gorgeous interiors sport coral, tan, and mustard yellow seating. White slatted walls and ceilings. A little line of swivel chairs. We actually dined at the restaurant two nights in a row. Our dinner companions both selecting the same spot. And we did not complain. That's bistrotendris.com Here's a little note today about planning. My friends and family are always laughing at me because they think I plan too hard, particularly when travel is concerned. No such thing, I say. It's like too rich or too thin. Make every holiday minute count is not the slogan for nothing here. Trips don't plan themselves, but if your schedule is too rigid, that can be a bit of a buzzkill. I've learned this the hard way. So, my advice is just to have a solid backbone in place. One that leaves room for spontaneity and naps, so you can shop a little longer or veer off the path if the mood strikes you. We plan one fun thing for each day and take it from there. A particular neighborhood, an art crawl, a waterfront adventure on a boat or a kayak, a hike, or a big shop. And then we wing the rest of the day. Well, as much as I could possibly wing anything. Remember, if you don't plan anything, nothing's going to happen. Today's rant is about the great unwashed. I'm talking about the people I come across on my travels who actually don't wash. And they get on planes smelling like a camel, or they've been wearing the same polyester outfit for a week, or they smell like bum or old socks, but mostly like armpit. Is that really necessary? Can you not make a concerted effort to not smell on the day you're getting on a plane for eight hours in close quarters with 300 other people? Thankfully, our noses just get used to bad smells, but nobody wants to breathe through their mouths all the way to London. It's like I'm a magnet for the smellies, too. On the streetcar, you can always just change seats, but not at 30,000 feet. You just have to deal. If you're on a two-day commute from, I don't know, Beijing to Calgary, I can cut you some slack. Like, it would be weird if you didn't smell. But seriously, for God's sake, people have a shower, and wash your hair. Oh my God, the head grease. And put on clean clothes. Clean clothes. That's all I'm asking. And that's a piece of my mind, however small. I guess today's moron is... (laughs) I mean moral. Today's moral is, if your feet smell and your nose runs, you're built upside down. Me? I smell like roses and expensive unguents. I will see you soon at TravelWrite.today. Thanks for listening, and please don't forget to brush your teeth.